This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Alvina, it's me. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. It's called Shaker and Spoon, and it's a subscription cocktail service. I can learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right here at the office. From now on, our Scrabble Nights will be even more fun. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes, developed by world-class mixologists. All I need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and I have all I need to make 12 drinks at home. That's seven for me and five for you. And it's just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle. That is much cheaper than Vouv Clicquot. Unless we get Joey and Salvatore to raid a van again, of course. Oh, and you can skip or cancel boxes any time. My first shaker and spoon box just arrived. What do you say we start our Scrabble session a bit early? I'm already shaking. P.S. Alvina, if you want your own set, you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com forward slash Amelia. Do you also want your Scrabble Nights to be even more fun? Well, as an Amelia listener, you can simply visit shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia and you will get $20 off any length subscription. The discount will automatically be applied when you check out. Host your first Amelia listening party or give a subscription to Shaker and Spoon as a gift to a friend or family member. Once more, that's shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia. Hello and uh, welcome to the first of two bonus episodes that we're releasing to celebrate the Amelia Project's five-year anniversary. Uh, you can hear that I'm not in the soundproofed blanket fort from under which I generally uh, record these intros. Today I'm on the Paris Metro. And the reason for that, well, five years ago, this is uh, where I spent the majority of my time, or at least that's how it felt. You see, I'd come to Paris for love, hardly spoke any French yet, and um, the only job I could get was as a teacher of, uh, of business English, which might sound quite fancy, but let me assure you it really wasn't. I was um, on a, a zero-hours contract, paid minimum wage, and spent most of my time on the metro zigzagging across the city from one bored accountant or IT consultant needing to learn English to the next. On these many underground journeys, I found myself wondering how I'd ended up in this country, in this city, in this job that I hated, when all my life what I've really wanted to do is tell stories and make live theatre. I started wondering about all the different decisions in my life, the things that maybe I would do differently if I could start over. Would I want to start over given the chance? What would that entail? What if a company existed that offered such a service. Oh, I need to uh, get out now to uh, change metros. One moment.
So I'm on my way to Saint-Germain-des-Prés, um, which is one of the places where I used to teach uh, in an office just opposite a grand cafe called Les Deux Magots. Uh, but I'll continue the story from Les Deux Magots the next time. Uh, for now, we've got an anniversary episode for you. We gave our actors free reign to take over the podcast for an episode and come up with something. So everything you hear is created by Julia Morizawa and Alan Bergen. Enjoy. Hi, you've reached the Amelia Project. I uh, probably should plan what I'm going to say before I hit record. Okay, let's try this again. Wait, is it still recording? Hello? Please stop. Ugh, stupid piece of... <clears throat> Hi, you've reached the Amelia Project. The fact that you have this number means you know who we are and what we do. If you're interested, we're interested. Assuming we like your story. Please leave a message after the beep. Okay, let's listen back. Wait, oh my god, are you still recording again? You gotta be kidding me, why is this so difficult? Ugh. Okay, honestly, isn't there a way I can just edit this thing so I don't have to like start over? For fuck's sake. You've reached the Amelia Project. If you have this number, you know who we are and what we do. We want to give you a new life. Assuming we like your story. Please leave a message after the beat. Thank you so much for coming in, Janet. Your story was absolutely riveting. I look forward to your disappearance. Toodaloo. Oh, what a day. Not every day you get to meet a real life... Holy shit, who are you? How did you get in here? <laughs> are those headphones? Is that a microphone? Are you recording this? Wait. Are you talking to me? Have you been sitting there all this time? You can see me? These interviews are private, you know. Nobody is allowed to record these sessions apart from Amelia employees. What is this? What's going on? Turn around so I can see your face. Turn around? Why would a oh, Holy shit, you're you! I, I mean, you're, you're here, you're, you're real. What are you talking about? Of course I'm real. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. And turn that thing off. T turn what off? The microphone? No, the lamp to your left. Lamp? Um... It's a little bright in here, and I'd prefer to set the mood a little differently. Of course the microphone, you nincompoop. Turn it off. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, sure. Now, who are you, and what are you doing in my office? What? Speak up, I can't hear you. 
Are you trying to be funny? Look, I don't know what game you're playing, but I suggest you stop mouthing words at me and speak up. Hmm. Turn your microphone back on. Now say something. Uh, something? Interesting. Oh, this is nuts. Uh, just to be certain, I'd like to perform a little experiment, if you don't mind. Eh? No, uh, no, no, go, go ahead. Read this for me, would you? Albert Camus. Just start anywhere and don't stop reading until I say stop. Well, I mean, I, I don't really speak French, but I can try. Oh, you don't? I used to a little, and I dip into it from time to time, but... All right, never mind. Um, oh, here we are. Take this. John Locke. Just open it at any page and begin reading. Okay. Um, do you mind if I... Hmm? No. Be my guest. Thank you. <clears throat> um... Whosoever the mind perceives in itself... Or thought or understand... The power to produce any idea in our mind, I Thank call... you. That's enough. Oh. <clears throat> Most peculiar. You can say that again. Who are you? You don't know? Should I? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't know how this works. How what works? This being here with you. I mean... Oh, that. It's quite simple, really. You tell me your story, and I decide... I'm not a client. You're not? No. Oh. Well, who are you then? Well, what is going on here? Oh, I, 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 must, I, I must be overworked. I'm exhausted. Th th that's it. I, I just need to get some sleep. You've been having difficulties sleeping? What? No, no, no difficulties. I, I, I just don't get enough of it. Have you tried power napping? I swear by it. Power napping? Yeah, I've tried that. But to be honest, I find it easier to work through and wait until nighttime to sleep. A bit of a workhorse, are you? Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, it depends on what I have on. You like to keep busy? Yeah, actually I do. Um, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm chasing my tail a little, but I prefer to be busy, yeah. Not much fun to be around when I'm bored, truth be told. Ugh, I know exactly what you mean. Boredom is the root of all evil. Do you know who said that? Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. I know, yeah. Oh, you're familiar with the writings of Kierkegaard? A little. Oh. Uh, are you all right? It's just you're looking at me rather funny. Uh, sorry, uh, it's, it's just this has to be a dream. Why? Well, what's the other explanation? For what? For this, you, this conversation. You don't think you should be here? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I should definitely be here. I mean, if you're here, I'm here, right? I mean, obviously. Okay. And yet, being here is causing you noticeable distress. Yet, talking to you is causing me considerable distress. I'm sorry, but didn't you come to see me? Yeah, I guess, but, but I, I didn't mean to. I mean, it was an accident, a mistake. If you believe in that kind of thing. What, mistakes? Listen. Do you know why 
people come to my office. Yes, I do. Oh. Well, then you obviously have a story to tell. Otherwise you wouldn't be here, would you? So... Look, you're here now, so... Tell me your story. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. What is? This can't be happening. I mean, did Pip and Oystein write this, or what is... Who? Never mind. Um... You know, sooner or later you're going to have to tell me who you are. Really? Why? Well, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It, it's difficult to put my finger on, but something about you is more than vaguely familiar. <laughs> you don't say. Something in your mannerisms. The tone of your voice. Uh-huh. Are you an actor? I swear I've seen you somewhere before. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, yes, I'm an actor. Oh, I knew I'd seen your face before. <sighs> or heard your voice, at least. I mean, it's still a little fuzzy, but yes, I know you from somewhere. What did you say your name was? Alan. Alan what? Bergen. Nope, 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 that's not ringing any bells. Have you played at the National? Nope, unfortunately. The Old Vic? Young Vic? I'm afraid not. But you've played somewhere in London. I've played in the Barbican. Really? What show? It was a production of Pierre Gint. Uh, Ibsen, I love Ibsen. <laughs> Me too. Were you Pierre? Uh, no, I, I was in the ensemble playing multiple parts. It was a brilliant production, though. It was a co-production between the Dundee Rep Theatre and the National Theatre of Scotland. What year? Ooh, um, that would have been 2009, I think, yeah. Oh, nope, I didn't see that one. Um, what else do you do? I do a bit of film. I've done a little bit of television. I ran a theatre company in Vienna with some friends. I don't watch much film or television. And the last time I was in Vienna, I don't think you would have been around. So it can't be that. Um, hmm. What else do you do? Podcasts? Oh, that must be it! Yes, I do listen to the odd podcast now and then. I find them wonderful for alleviating boredom. That they are. So, what podcasts do you do? Oh, um... Well, I'm Lockie on The Secret of St. Kilda. Don't know that one. It's good. You should check it out. All right, I will. What else? Then there's the podcast that brought me into the world of podcasting in the first place. Oh? Yeah. It's our five-year anniversary, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Has it been successful? Hugely successful. I mean, in my opinion, anyway. I never thought when we first started doing it that it would grow into what it has done. So it's been well received, yes? And to what do you owe its success? Wow, um... Great writing, great team, everything really. I, I mean, it's just so much fun to do. And I think that everyone working on it really loves it and has fun doing it. You know, I, I suppose anything that you pour yourself into completely is going to become successful. I couldn't agree more. And you mentioned the writing. Do you write it yourself? No. I mean, I've written one or two small bits of bonus material, but I'm not one of the writers. 
Philip and Oystein do that. Philip? Pip? Is that the same two you mentioned earlier? Um, did I? I'm not sure. Hmm. So, um, tell me about your role in this podcast. Who do you play? Well, I play the, uh, <clears throat> well, he's a, he's a collector of what? Of stories. Oh, I see. And you enjoy playing this character? Oh, I love it. He really is a wonderful character to play. Oh, how so? Well, first of all, the simple act of playing the same character for five years means that I've got to know him so well. I put him on, so to speak, almost every day, so he's always with me. Hmm. Must be nice. It is. And how has your relationship grown over the last five years? With the inter With the character? With the character? Yes. Wow. Um, well, he's really become a part of me. I mean, I remember at the beginning, we didn't really know what he should sound like, so we tested out a bunch of different voices and characters. But if I'm being honest, I kind of had his voice in my head from the moment I read the first episode. The trying out was more to, well, try things out, really. But that voice I had in my head ended up being the one we all went for, so... It was kind of like he chose his own voice, really. But I find that a lot with characters, to be honest. That the voice kind of comes up off the page. Handy skill to have as an actor. Yeah, I guess it is. And did his voice change over the years? Oh, yeah. I actually wish sometimes that I could go back and redo his voice in some of the earlier episodes. You know, when I listen to them back, it, it's still him. But compared to the range he has now, he's definitely evolved from those first episodes. Well, it's only natural, I suppose. So you knew from the first episode that you wanted to play him? I remember being given the first three episodes to read, and, you know, I'm usually quite a reserved reader. But by about page three, I was laughing out loud. Oh, it's a comedy. Well, season one was definitely a comedy. And comedy is still a huge part of the show. But we've also delved into some more gritty stuff, some more serious stuff. And some of it has been really tender and sentimental, but in a good way. And the character you play, is he funny? Oh, he's hilarious. I found him hilarious from page one of the first episode. <laughs> and he still makes you laugh? Yeah, all the time. That's nice. Is he a... is he a ridiculous character? Well, he's definitely ridiculous a lot of the time. But he's also very genuine at times. You know, he knows how to talk to people and how to get them to open up. You know, he's the kind of guy you feel you could tell just about anything to and he wouldn't judge you. And the more I get to know him, the more I fall in love with him. He has a big heart. Well, he's a lucky character to have an actor portraying him who thinks so highly of him. Yeah, I'm the lucky one. 
You know, playing him is probably the most rewarding part I've ever played. Oh? How so? To watch the character grow. To delve deeper and deeper into what makes him tick, <laughs> into his life, his backstory. He truly is a fascinating guy. Not to mention the response from listeners. From listener artwork to cosplay on TikTok. I mean, it's unbelievable. Cosplay on TikTok? Is that some kind of game one plays on a timer? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh, but I love where your brain goes. You do? Yes. Uh, no, TikTok is a social media platform. A what? <laughs> Something on the googly. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh. Well, yes, the world moves so fast nowadays. Give me a mug of cocoa and a good book any day. Yeah, well, that's an inspiring image. What is? You. Sitting with a mug of cocoa and a good book. You find? I do. It inspires me. Well, I'm glad. You know, it's very curious. What is? You. Sitting there with headphones on. Talking into a microphone. Oh? Tell me. Do you always talk through a microphone? No. <laughs> you know, Seneca once wrote, Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I think this meeting tonight was extremely lucky. Yeah, I do too. Well, it's a little unorthodox, considering we didn't come up with a new life for you. But somehow this wouldn't feel right without a glass of Vouve Clicquot. Sounds lovely. Right, well, here we go. Oh my! I never even offered you any cocoa. Oh, that's okay. At this time of night, a glass of champagne will do nicely. Here, here. Will we ever meet like this again? I honestly don't know. In another five years, perhaps? Perhaps. You know, you're a lot cleverer than you let on. Yes, I am. Hm. Here's to you, and to you. Stay tuned for the epilogue, but first the credits. The voicemail was written and performed by Julia Morizawa. Alan Bergen meets the interviewer was written and performed by Alan Bergen. Audio editing by Philip Thorne and Julia Morizawa. Sound design by Adam Raimunda. Music by Frederick Barden. Production assistance by Marty Pazival. And graphic design by Andas Pedersen. We will be back with another anniversary special next Friday, and in the week leading up to that starting on Monday the 15th of August, it's Coco Collabs 2022. Coco Collabs, now in its second year, is a fan-run online event of Amelia-inspired creativity. 
You can search for Coco Collabs on Twitter or Tumblr to find a prompt list. There's a prompt for every day of the week, and you can create art, fan fiction, or cosplays for each prompt, or anything else that pops into your mind. Last year, we even had origami and a sonnet. When you post your creations on Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram, be sure to use the hashtag CocoCollabs and we will share it. That's hashtag CocoCollabs, C-O-C-O-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-S, to browse the art or share something of your own. You can also see most of last year's contributions on our webpage. You can go to ameliapodcast.com and then navigate to the fan art page. Our thanks to the Coco coordinators who are running this year's event. And now, the epilogue. Hi everyone, this is Oyster and co-creator of The Amelia Project. Right now I'm sitting in the sun in a lovely park in the middle of Oslo. There's a water display here, there are people sitting in outdoor cafes, and actually the outdoor uh, cafe right behind me here is uh, actually where I met Fredrik Baden, our composer and uh, sound director, for the very first time. And around the corner from this square is Nitro Studios, where we've uh, recorded quite a lot of Colin Haynes bits for The Amelia Project and some other stuff. But five years ago, I had never been into the building where Nitro Studios is. I had never been to this outdoor cafe. In fact, I had never, ever met Fredrik Baden. I was working as a theatre director, and I was struggling to make a name for myself in Norwegian theatre after coming back from directing studies uh, in London and, and living abroad for a while. I missed my international friends and colleagues, and I especially missed making theatre with my best friend Philip. I try to organize festivals and events to bring people to Norway, but that takes a lot of time and money and you don't always get the funding you want. I needed some other kind of project. At the same time, I had this itch. I, I've always loved writing, but for the last few years before this, I focused so much on directing, I'd kind of forgotten about writing and, and I missed it. Because I don't just want to tell other people's stories, I want to tell my own stories. But breaking through as a playwright is perhaps even more difficult than breaking through as a director because how do you get the stuff you write produced? Then I have this idea. Shortly after finishing drama school, I had worked on an audio drama production, a horror anthology, which was a lot of fun. What if Pip and I created something for audio? Was that another way we could collaborate again? I decided to call Pip right away. For the continuation of the story, tune in to the second part of our anniversary special, which drops in a week. In the meantime, enjoy the sun and make yourself an iced cocoa. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.